This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. You know, if you have enjoyed these shows, and we certainly enjoy bringing the Word of God to you, you know, we have more of these uh, shows on YouTube. And you could go to our YouTube channel, Victory Live Today, or even Alan Angie Burke, and it'll come up. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, and and you will get one of these teachings every week. We send out a new one. And uh, so we would love for you to do that to help us out a little bit. But still, you can refer your friends to YouTube. It's much easier to just say, oh, just find them on YouTube. YouTube because everybody else is on YouTube. So we invite you to do that. We hope you do it. But today we're talking about, we're actually continuing, Al, on attitude and attitude. prosperity and how uh, I think maybe people don't see the connection. You they know, and, and so many people that we have come across in our lives, they have really bad attitudes and expect prosperity. to be financially prosperous because after all, God promises it in his word. Well, there are also things that we need to do that are in his word yep. to get to that. And, you know, we're, we're, we're not any better than you, okay? We're not, yes, we are living in our harvest and we are enjoying the blessings of God and it was not without work and faith and believing and trusting and doing and doing what God's told us to do. But, you know, the same is for you. And we were talking recently about how God is no respecter of persons, Al, and neither Jew nor Greek nor black nor white. Nor, nor smart nor stupid. Or stupid. It doesn't right. make any difference. God's there with the same program. That's right, because he did the same thing for everybody yep. 2,000 years ago, died on the cross. And that's great. That's right. Great. And he took and he became, and I'm going to read this now. He became poor so that we could be rich. Well, you know, he died on the cross for our salvation, but it's for more than that. And what's yes. been taught over the years is you're, he, you get saved, and that's right. a good thing. And then it all just, as Andrew would say, you're saved and stuck. Yeah. They just kind of leave you there. And it isn't it great that we're saved? And every Sunday mm-hmm. we go back, and isn't it great that we're saved? And it is great that we're saved, and it's good, but you don't learn anything. Yeah. And you wonder why the Bible doesn't work for you when you're doing it the devil's way and you don't even know it. When yes. you're speaking negative about everything, we talked about the spoken word. You're speaking negative about everything you have, and you don't understand why it's not working. Right. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it, will. that's the way their life will go. And they're speaking ne- negative, expecting God to heal them. Right. And God can't heal them because it makes the Bible untrue. And so it's important that we know and learn these things. And that's what we do here at Victory Life. It's God has called us to teach, to disciple the body of Christ, to teach you how do you live in the here and the now to enter into the good things that God has for you. Yeah, well, Al's got some great stories today about how to how you can actually change your attitude. And your attitude is simply your worldview of things, you know. And your attitude is based on how you view God. I really have always said that. But he's going to share some things that really uh, will help you today. And in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, I just wanted to start with sure. this. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become 
rich. Al, why don't you explain that a little bit? That that's Well, first of all, if you look the word up, rich, it means financial. It not does rich mean in the it spirit. means money. Yeah, it, it means, means money. money. And you know, he was the Lord of all glory before he came. He was God's son. So he's rich. He owns the world. You could say it that yeah. way or owned it the world. And he came to earth just with nothing, no money, you know, just what he needed to live. And he didn't come to us in a castle and stuff like that. He just was a regular poor man. Mm -hmm. And he gave us the principles so we could be rich. Wow. Wow. So attitude, really, um, when you think of it, it's, it's you can't change something on the outside until it's changed on the inside. Because, you know, if your heart is not right in an area, the the outside is going to portray that. Okay, so you need to change what is on the inside of you first. And this takes time. You cannot do this overnight. And that's why the scripture tells us to renew our minds to the word of God every single day, to get it in us, get it in us, and then faith will arise because we hear the word of God. So you can't change something on the outside. And if you are in poverty or you want more money than you have for the right reasons, then uh, you need to change some things on the inside before it comes on the outside. And you know what? When people people look at me and, and they're, they're, say somebody looks at me and they're jealous or something because uh, Al and I are prosperous or whatever, I, you know, I just feel sorry for them because either they don't know the truth or they don't want to know the truth or they, they're lazy and they don't want to be bothered doing practicing the principles and it does take a long time. But I have to thank Al here because he was the one that kept me on track. And and he taught me this because he had this vision for us and our family, and he achieved it through God, of course, and through following his word. And uh, and it's because of him following the Holy Ghost and the principles in God's word that, that we are living. So thank you, Al. No, it's very welcome. nice of you. Okay. You know, and when I was young, I used to see how rich people lived. You know, I would yeah. see these great big houses and it's like, well, why can't I have that? I, I, you know, we did, I, we did. Our family was actually a little bit upper middle class. Yes, you were. So, you know, it was already in my thinking that I can have this. Yes. Do you understand? Just because of growing up. And when you grow up in a lot of poverty, it's like, I can't have that. It's just kind of naturally in the way you think. So... If, if the thinking isn't right already, you need to change it or learn how to get this right attitude in you. Right. You know, right. Um, right. my daughter was the same way. She said, man, I want to be wealthy. I want to go for it. And she's doing very good today. You know, they're doing okay. I, I remember when she was single and she was sitting, I don't know if you remember this, she was sitting on the porch at the, the cottage there just looking at her cell phone like everyone does every minute of All every the kids day. Do. Yeah, and she and so I was passing her by and I says, uh, Kristen, what are you doing? She says, I'm looking for a rich husband. And she just <laughs> but 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 let me let me just say this, she had the right the right thought that I am going for this and one day I will be prosperous and rich. Yeah, well, who looks for a poor husband? 
I know, but she was online. <laughs> I was getting nervous. I was well, like, <laughs> the, the, my point is, nobody looks for a poor husband. It's just uh, this but natural, the mindset. It's a mindset. It's what, like she was going to have this, mm-hmm. and she is working her way toward it. Yep. And she is such a great. She manages her money better than we do sometimes. I mean, she is just awesome mm, and knows it all. But she, she, okay. So go ahead. So uh, we have this poverty mentality in us sometimes, where. We just don't see that we can have this because we didn't come from enough money or we're not smart enough or whatever our situation is. And when when that attitude is in you, it's hard to prosper. You need to be a giver. You need to speak right and you have to have the right attitude if you want to prosper. And I can just give you a little example. It's it's related somewhat in my own personal life. Um, Many years ago, many, many, many years ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to preach the gospel to a million people. And I couldn't understand that I was smart enough to do that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. The th- my attitude, my thinking inside me was not possible. I can't do it. And, but I never gave up on what he said. Mm-hmm. I always believed that that was God. And if God said it's going to happen... So here's my point is, inside me, I had to change my attitude. Yeah, I can. And my original attitude was I'm not smart enough. And then one day I realized I wasn't smart enough. <laughs> I knew you were going to say And then that. I just had to let God do it. And he's been doing it ever since. He's been bringing it forth. Yeah, you know, can I say, there, first of all, this is a little side thing, but there's nothing wrong. In fact, it's very right to say, I'm not smart enough. Because without Christ, you're not. You know, but if you have Christ, it's... It's his intelligence. <laughs> Given to you or he right, imparts it to you and then shows you what That's to do. That's right. That's you right. You know, um, it's, it's important that we have this right attitude in us. And, you know, when I got the right attitude, everything started to change in ministry. Wow. Once I changed the attitude in me, the ministry began to change. And for a while, we were on uh, DirecTV, Dish Network. We were, on, we were in 39 million homes. Right. So who knows what? what God's going to do with this, right. you know? Right. And, um, and you know, you may never, you may never hear from God. Okay, Al, you reached a million people. Don't need but to. You don't need to because we'll know in heaven. But, but so we, we don't focus on that. You know? I believe what God said, right. matter what I see. And it's the right. same with prosperity. I believe God wants me to prosper no matter what. Even we've talked about this in other shows. Some of the richest men in the world went broke sometimes three times, mm-hmm. but they never change their attitude. That's good. I can have this. This is what I can be. You know, it's important that you understand there's two types of Christians and that's it. The ones that overcome and the ones that are overcome. And that's yes. it. Yes. And the ones that are overcome are the ones who have wrong attitude, wrong thinking, they're lazy, they're not doing what they're supposed to be, what God's calling to them to do. The overcomers overcome the wiles of the evil one. There's a man that we know who pastors a, a, a church, and um, he grew up, Al, right, in, um, in a poverty mentality home. You could always tell those who have a little bit, it's not, they're not terrible people, uh, but, you know, the poverty mentality would be like, and don't take this personal, okay, because you could get out of it. Uh, you're at a restaurant, and uh, you take some sugar home, and you have a drawer full of sugar there. That's a poverty mentality. It, or say something like, oh, I can't go to that restaurant. It's too expensive. Well, that might be smart. But if you always say that, might be smart for that time in your life, that's kind of like a poverty 
mentality or, or, you know, not throwing food out for a week and a half until you have to throw it out and it's sitting in the refrigerator and it's sort of like, it is, it, it is all. And you, and, and once you get past this poverty mentality, you'll you know, see that I'm right. Uh, let, let me just, okay, go. let me just say that this man you're talking about yes. that came from this super poverty family. He said, we didn't, my parents didn't buy a car unless it had 200,000 miles on it. Why would you want that? But anyway, here's the thing. They had a poverty mentality, but they were always tithing and giving and giving and giving. Yes. And he didn't even connect it, all his giving. He said, if it came down to giving a nickel, we would, get, we would calculate the 10% and give that, no matter why. But they never prospered. Why? They had a poverty mentality. They had the wrong attitude. Yes. Their attitude was, I need to be poor. You know, it was what they were taught. I need to be poor. And giving and tithing was just a, a law. Well, tell them how he, this man today, he is the pastor of a mega church. He has three, he is a very, very, very prosperous man. Mm. And he has three sons who are multimillionaires and they haven't reached 35. Mm-hmm. And they all did it on their own, all separately. They're in completely different businesses, but they all believe God. They have always believed. All this man ever says is, I'm just believing God for it. I'm just believing God for it. You know, and he's prospering in all sides in his family, in you his got, ministry. He got the right attitude he did. in him. He, he, he got that going. Yes, he did. He did. So anyway, so. When, it, when it came to the whole million people, I had repented of that. And as I was saying... Everything changed, and God brought people in our lives, and he made things. It's the same with your finances. When your attitude changes towards finances, everything changes. Yeah. Yes. Now, there's more to it than that. And, you know, I want to talk about, like, um, when I talk about attitude, there's an, uh, an actor. It's a comedian, actually, famous. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to give his name, but anyway, he was famous. And I was watching this TV show, and he, he was being interviewed. Recently, or oh, that's a long time ago. Oh, before long, he became famous. Well, no, he was famous at the time. Okay, but he was being interviewed. Okay, and so now he's famous and prosperous and everything, and you know, he's a rich actor comedian okay. today. And the commentator was talking to him and asking him questions. You know, and he said, "Well, um, how did you?" How did you do this? How did you become such a famous actor and everything? And he said this. He, the, act, the, the actor guy re- responded and it said, well, every day apparently went to Hollywood and apparently have never been there. There's this hill that overlooks Hollywood and people go up there. And he said, I would drive up in that hill and get out of my car and I would walk around and I would yell and scream, I am the best actor that ever hit Hollywood. I am famous actor. I am the best comedian there ever was. And he would walk around and say this out loud and scream it. He didn't care who was there. So now I'm watching this. And then the commentator said, well, how long did you do this for? As in 20 minutes, an hour, you know? And he looked at him and he said, I did it till I believed it. I fell off the chair. I fell off yes, the chair because yes. that man understood faith. Yes. He understood how to believe for what he wanted. Wow. And I just said, wow. And I was thinking of the church that I went to at the time, and they didn't teach any faith, anything. It was all 
in any way. It was all the laws that you had to follow or God was going to whop you upside the head. Well, Al, that's really a good story because it's attitude. it shows people how to get the right attitude. So what he it's did, he said, I right. spoke it and I screamed it until I believed it inside. Right, which tells me he didn't believe it at the beginning. Right. Right? So that's one way to change your attitude mm-hmm. by speaking it. And we were talking about how it solidifies. He's also, so then I'm watching the show and they were talking to him and he said he wrote a check to himself for a million dollars. And he put it in his wallet. And he, he said, I was believing that someday I was going to cash that check. Well, I fell off the chair again. I said, this man is operating in faith like crazy. This is awesome. So I got up and I wrote a check to myself for a million dollars. And I would lay hands on it and I'd say, someday I'm going to cash this check. And I would put it in my wallet and I'd carry it around with me. For years and years I carried that. And one day the day came when I cashed it. I should have kept it. I cashed it and said, wow, I ripped it up. I would have had it dated and I would have re- it would have helped me. But, you know, I'm not the only one that's ever done this or thought this. I was preaching in a church and I was telling this exact story that I was preaching in this church about this million dollar check that I wrote to myself. And while I'm doing this, this lady in the, in the congregation goes, ah, screams. And I'm like, uh-oh. I said, ma'am, are you okay? And she stood up. And she says, I don't believe you're teaching this. Okay. I thought I was going to get in trouble. And she said, I was got up this morning getting ready to go to church. And I said, she said, I was brushing my teeth. And I said, Lord, I am sick of this poverty. And the Lord told her, write a check to yourself for a million dollars and put it in your wallet. That morning. I remember when I found that check in your wallet. Right. You were very surprised that I was even in your wallet. Well, yeah. It was, <laughs> she had asked me, why do you have a check for a million dollars in your wallet? And my answer was, why are you in my wallet? <laughs> so, I said, you should know better than that. But, you know, but that, that did happen that morning. I remember that there. lady. That woman confirmed it to me that I was right, although I had already had right. millions. But it was confirmed to her. And you know what it is, Al? It's faith. Okay. The check is nothing but a piece of paper. Right, it's faith. Let's, uh, let me read you faith, uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that lady didn't see that money yet, but she will. I don't know if we ever saw her again. You didn't see that million when you wrote that check, but then you did. And... A sword on the inside. (laughs) Right, right, right. So there's no magic in the check, but it created faith every time the person looks at the check, you know. And you could do the same thing for for whatever it is that you want to believe for. It could be $500. It could be $5,000. Write yourself a check and keep it available and look at it often and look at it in your wallet and say, yes, I believe that that's coming to me, Lord. I believe that that's coming to me. But you know, you just can't do that without, you know, Being doing everything else. Speaking right. There's more to it but than But that, that can change your inner attitude. You know, I just want to say that person who wrote that check and then when I watched that, just so you understand, it's a piece of paper. He went and gave the check to family members. And they all said, this is a good luck charm, or I don't know what they thought. And they all had it, and they never got a dime. Yes. First of all, they didn't even have their name on the check. It was his name. 
And the point being is it was a piece of paper and it didn't work for them. It worked for him because he believed it. That's right. But the, the check only helps you believe it's just a piece of paper. I'm not doing magic or something crazy here. You know, um, I would recommend you do it. Write a check to yourself we, for a million dollars. We, we have another one. We have yeah. another check that we wrote. It's way over that. Way over what we have now. And uh, we're believing God for it. And it seems like impossible. And it's been a long time, but we're believing that that will come in. And you know what we want to do? We want to pay people's mortgages. We want to help pastors. We want to help Churches. ministries. The money That's is for the furtherance of the gospel. If you were to give me $50,000 today, honestly, just hand it to me, I wouldn't know what the heck to do with it but to just feed people. And I mean, there is nothing in me that makes me want to go out and buy a brand new car or a brand new house. I just don't care. Yeah, it's nice to have it, but I remember how when I used to have cars, I got my first BMW, it was so long ago, and I said, oh man, God's going to bless me with a BMW, and he did. And I wanted to get a, a license plate, BMW, uh, blessings my way, you know, and I wanted <laughs> to do cool. that. Yeah, I wanted to do that because uh, pe people would come up to me and say, you said you were going to get a BMW one day. And I said, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm really blessed in that. But, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is God wants to do this for everyone, but the attitude has to change. And it's not like name it and claim it, like I'm going to get that BMW. No, it was faith because I was already doing the giving. I was already doing the, the, the speaking and I was already having that changed attitude. God's not holding out on you. He wants to give it to you. Yeah, you know, the man that started all of the, the, the name it and claim it kind of thing, yeah. you know, uh, he got, a lot of people got on him for that, you know, grab, uh, blab it and grab it and all that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And you know what he said? He was the initiator. He said, I named it. I claimed it. I blabbed it. I grabbed it. I got it. What's your excuse? Yeah. In other words, all they do is complain about what you're doing. Like I've the had method. People, right. right. You right. know, I give at least I'm not raising myself up at least $40,000 a year into the kingdom of God, giving, giving. And usually the people that criticize your giving give almost nothing. Right. And I always say, unless you're giving more than me, don't even talk to me. I think it's even more than that, too. It's probably way more. I'm trying to be but, conservative on but that. But it's not, it's not, uh, and, it, and and our reason changed. You know, maybe at the beginning, I Al, just want was, people yes, to be, I want that's good exactly ministries. Right. The money is for the furtherance of the kingdom. It doesn't mean I can't have a car. That's right. It doesn't mean I can't have a nice car. That's right. But that's not the focus and the point and the purpose of the money. Right. I look for good ministries, good people, real people, and I try to give to those ministries to be a blessing to them. But the attitude—that's what the money's for. Right. It's it, when you have the right attitude, the money will not have you. You, you will, will have, have the, the money. money. And you know, we we built a house, um, and it's a very large home, something that Al always wanted to do. And so we built it and we lived in it for three years. And then Al thought, well, you know, he, he like buys and sells a lot, but he's like, well, I think maybe we should sell it. And this is like the house of our dreams, like, oh, you know, we'll never move again. And when he said that to me, I said, okay. And he said, I think we should downsize. And I said, okay. You see, I am not attached to that home. 
I am not attached to this home. I'm right. not attached to my cars. I don't have soul ties no. to any of this stuff. I'm that's attached why to God, Jesus, and that's what I want. That's why God can prosper us, because I let him change my attitude. You let him change your attitude. You took risks with your money, but it really it was not a risk with God. It was investment, you know, and then it came back to us. So Yeah, there know, were times when my giving was crazy. Yeah, right. But it, it, Comparison yes. to my income. Yes. I gave 100% of my income. There were years when I gave away 100% of what I made. And you might we say, did. well, how did you do we that? Did. Well, I had money saved up that I could live on. But in terms of my income, I gave away 100% of what I made. And it was a lot. But here's the thing. I, it, it's not about a big house or a little house no. or how you look or any kind of pride or pretense. It's all about getting as much money as you can so you can focus it into the kingdom, find good ministries right. and give there. Because that's our first and foremost priority. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, I could live in a big home, I could live in a small home, it doesn't matter. My priority is the Lord and helping other people. And you will get there if you're not, okay? And God's not going to hold out on you. He will give as you give into his kingdom. He will give back to you. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.